Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 27. I'm your host, Sal Katarn. As always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How you doing, Nihal? I am doing so well. Leicester City are on top of the Premier League. That's amazing. Everton won 4 nothing this weekend. Uh, the crew won. Our Packers won, finally, after a three-game losing streak. That was good. It was a pretty good sports weekend, aside from the Ohio State loss. Uh, I attend Ohio State, so that was tough. Tough one to swallow. Yeah. Um, but now you're back home for the week. Yeah, I'm back home for the week. Yeah. So finally, our original season. OG recording spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, can a recording spot be OG? Yeah. Okay. It's OG for the podcast. I guess. But I'm back for Thanksgiving break, which means it's holiday season. So be sure to get gifts for your loved ones, for your friends, and a fir- perfect place to get your gifts is AmbitiousStrike.com. Yes, check out Ambitious Strike, a great soccer apparel company. Go check them out. They have some great shirts. I'm scrolling through their shop right now. Their shirts are fantastic. They also have women's tees. My brother is wearing one right now. And just, So go check them out. Um, they're, they're very reasonably priced, but if you want 15% off your entire purchase when you're buying gifts for your friends and family... Uh, use the code BROTHERS. It's a win-win situation. You're getting a great shirt, you're, uh, and you're helping us out at the same time. So please, please go do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what else can I say about the company? Um, you know, it's based out of Arizona. I mean, do you want me to explain it? No. That was, <laughs> that, was, that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> All right. Well, how do we get into the U.S. Men's National Team? That wasn't even funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, sorry. fine, it was funny. I'll give you know, it. It was a podcast drought, you know, jitters. <laughs> it's been a week. Yeah, I know. All right. Um, it's also been almost a week since the U.S. played Trinidad and Tobago six days yeah. ago. Um, we saw them draw 0-0 in the Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, their second World Cup qualifier. Gained a point out of this, but no goals. Uh, pretty much dominated by Trinidad and Tobago, especially in the first half. We saw... Uh, uh, Darlington Nabby come on for a second cap. Um, Tim Howard made his first goalkeeping appearance in a while. Since the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting match. Um, I don't know if we looked... Well, I guess we did kind of look bad. I, obviously, it's it's an away qualifier against a good team. Um, so, I mean, you take a draw. I uh, would like to have seen them play better. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, um... You know, one one player that we keep on mentioning throughout, and he's had a string of bad performances. You know, every now and then he scores a goal or does something nice. We all know that Zardes, Jesse Zardes of the LA Galaxy, has talent. He has pace. He's an explosive player. He has potential. He, he has potential. But um, a lot of people think, since we were also accustomed to Klinsman having his bias towards players, that that's you know the only reason that he's still playing. So, what do you think about that? I, I mean, I think part of it is. There have been very few opportunities for players to be integrated since the Gold Cup and before the, the uh, uh, what's it, what was it called? The, the CONCACAF Cup um, and uh, World Cup qualifiers. And, you know, Zardes was kind of Klinsman's guy. And, yeah, you know, he hasn't looked good. He's not good enough for the national team yet. He really isn't. Um, he can definitely get there. Uh, his first touch was a little better in this match, but his finishing was atrocious. He had two, two chances served up on a platter by Josie Altador. Um, twice, and he just, well, yeah, that's what two chances means. Uh, I don't know why I said twice. But he, I mean, he just, he missed the headers. One was off the bar, one he just whiffed, he, like, barely grazed it. Uh, and, you know, he he doesn't create anything. He really doesn't. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you think that if he is playing forward, which I think we've agreed upon before that he's probably been playing forward uh, instead of outside practice? Yeah, I don't know anymore, though. Because he doesn't... Yeah. He has no hold-up play. He doesn't make runs behind I him. mean, I don't think that either of us think he should be playing at all currently. Right. But anyway, he did play lone striker in that game versus the Netherlands, and he scored that, you know, true number nine goal. Was he playing so, striker? Yeah. I thought Morris was playing. Or did he come off? I don't actually. I don't remember. That was so long ago. Yeah, I mean, he he, he looks di- he looks kind of dynamic in those situations. It's not only his fault. I don't want to. I don't want to put all of our t- our you know our t- attacking woes on Jesse Zardes. But I mean, he just hasn't created anything. Our most creative player on the pitch, besides Fabian Johnson, was Josie Altador uh, against Trinidad, and that's a scary prospect. Yeah, I mean, we still got Nagby getting into the swing of things. Yeah, uh, he was only yeah. a substitute in this game, but you know well, I mean, that's where we can look for a Klinsman said, um, Klinsman said he'd like to play uh, Nagby in the middle, but it's hard to not play Jones and Bradley. Well, play all three. Like that seems like a pretty easy. It <laughs> <laughs> seems like a yeah. fairly easy, you know, uh, way to get around that. I mean, it's. Uh, the the issue that I feel like you get caught up in though when you play one striker with Josie up top is that he's so often you know trying to hold up hold up play and do we really have wingers that can overlap and finish because we saw Zardes right, yeah. finishing ability I mean I, I, I'd agree with I mean Johnson is a, an attacker but I don't think he's necessarily a like you know a forward right right I mean I, I I would I would agree with you but in the past when we've seen him as a lone striker we've had Bradley Beckerman and Jones behind him if we had Bradley Jones and Nagby or Bradley Jones and Wynn and then Nagby and Johnson on the wing or players like Lechette and Finley on the wing who can work in tight spaces and who can create stuff then Josie can spend less time tracking back to the midfield which he likes to do and play right back or center defensive mid or whatever he wants to play at any point he can stay up top and 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 score goals and also be a facilitator in and around the box and um, and that's true for any striker in the U.S. national team pool. No one's gonna, cr- no one, no one striker except for, I mean, or is there really one striker who can just create opportunities for himself? I mean, we've seen Bobby Wood do it before. I don't know if that's anything, but right. But <laughs> I mean, he, he still needs service. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there, there's just no, there's no dynamic play about them. Clint Dempsey could, but I don't know if we see a future there for him. Yeah, I, I I think I don't know. I've said it before. I think he he holds his team back. But if you're gonna play Bradley and Jones in the midfield and then four center backs at the back, then I, there's no, I mean, you might as well have Dempsey, a player who's actually willing to take players on. Yeah, I mean sometimes for the worse, but but he makes shit happen. Yeah, no, that's true. And the thing that I was gonna talk about is I, I mean I want to see like the statistics like of our winning percentage with and without Dempsey. Because yeah. I think it would be better with Dempsey. I mean, even though right. like we look worse, we tend to score goals through him or assists. Right. Well, right. I, I said I didn't want to see Dempsey again because I want to move forward. But we're not moving forward in terms of tactics. I mean, St. Vincent and the Grenadines was nice, but that's St. Vincent and the Grenadines. We're playing against fishermen. I mean, I mean that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like they're they're yeah. they're semi-pro players. Or there's, I mean, there are professional players, but they're part-time players, not semi-pro. Excuse me. Um, so it's, 
it was a disappointment. I just don't think Bradley and Jones by themselves in midfield is going to work. And Klinsman's like, well, we have to have possession. How the heck are you supposed to have possession when, not necessarily in this match, but when it's just Bradley and Jones in the midfield? I mean, if you look at the players playing, Yedlin can't keep possession. Josie does an okay job. He, I think he did well in this match. Well, Zardes can't keep possession. Well, I mean, we did get possession in this match. Yeah, against Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're not a team that rely or wants to win possession. Yeah, I mean, we have possession, great, but we did, we barely did anything with it. It was not a fun match to watch. No, not at all. And it was, yeah, like I said, a draw is good on the road, but it just you want to see the team look better. I thought at times they looked okay. I thought Josie was great in this match. Uh, he was taking on players. He his passes were on point. Um, you know, he had a few, uh, few, a few, <laughs> a few um, signature bad Josie touches, but yeah, I mean, how are you going to create anything with four center backs at the back? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I really, I didn't understand that. Yeah, well, I, at the end of the game when uh, uh, Tim Ream came out for Nagby, Fabian Johnson slotted back into the fullback role, so. But still, yeah, I mean, I still. I mean, that. Tim Ream looked a lot better. looked a lot looked like he had a lot, a lot more going forward than Michael Orozco at right back. That's true. But why does he have to do that? Why can't he? Yedlin is the one. Yedlin is the problem. He's not a winger. I was wrong. When, whatever I said before in the summer, he's not a midfielder. At least not yet. He can't take on players, and he's really uncomfortable in possession. He doesn't create anything either. So the, his best position is right back, where he can overlap and and put balls into the box. That's really his best position. Um, and he, he, like I said, he doesn't create anything. I, I'd like to see players who create, who take on players, who work well in tight spaces. And the best one for me is Sebastian Lechet. Uh, I mean, he's just great in space. The midfield, I'd like to see more dynamic players. We got to move away from Jermaine Jones, I think, because he's not going to be there. Um, I mean, you can use him in these qualifiers to get results, yeah. but why can't we see Nagby, Bradley, and Alfredo Morales, who's playing, like, right when Morales starts playing in the Bundesliga, he drops off the face of the earth for Kinsman? <laughs> I really don't get, I don't get what he think, what he's thinking. Yeah, I mean, especially since he's so adamant about our players playing, you know. Where, where was Danny Williams, and where was Alfredo Morales in the squad? I mean, those are two players... They're defensive midfielders who create, though. Who create? I mean, Jermaine Jones used to be that, but yeah. I mean, really, I mean, we need to one of those players might have. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, we brought Miazga, you know, purely to cap time, right? Yeah, but, but why was Beckham in there? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Beckerman Beckerman is just as done, if not more done, than Dempsey. For me, I mean, Beckerman does bring something unique to the national team, but I just feel like. I mean, definitely in this game, if he brought on, if he was brought on, unless Klinsman saw a formation switch, it wouldn't really have done. I just think that, I think Nagby and Miazga should have started against St. Vincent, to be honest. But actually, you know what? I kind of take that back because I like for how for two games in a row we had the same center back partnership, and it clearly looks like our best center back partnership: Jeff Cameron and Matt Beasley. Yeah, by far our best right now. Um, I think John Brooks is uh, and Miazga are the next in line. Ventura Alvarado, I, I just we should be done with him. Gonzalez done. Uh, I mean, no. for depth, he's good, but yeah, not half a starter. Yeah, we just need to find fullbacks. I mean, Yedlin, who who should play left back? I I don't know. Yeah, Garza. I mean, did we see Shea in this game? No, we didn't. No, 
We didn't. Shay, Shay's another option. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Shay's a good option, to be honest, but, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I think I think and, Matt Garza is our hope there. So, I mean, Trinidad and Tobago, I mean, that's one of the teams that, or one of the caliber teams that are going to be playing in the hex if we make it. Would your goal for the U.S. Uh, still become, you know, hex time if we make it? Hey, we'll make it, but uh, to win the hex. Um, I mean, your your goal is to qualify for the World Cup automatically, to finish in the top three. I don't think winning the hex uh, is necessarily... Sh- I mean, it should be our goal. Our goal sh- should be to win every game we play, and in turn, that's winning the hex. But... Um, I mean, if we honestly, if we finish second behind Mexico, but we play well throughout the hex, I'm not yeah. going to be angry. I mean, Mexico, arguably Mexico played better than Costa Rica at the 2014 World Cup, and they finished right. fourth, I mean, in the hex, so yeah. it doesn't necessarily I mean, mean a lot where you finish. Yeah. Like, it's I, certainly more comfortable well, to finish. Four years ago, Mexico was, seemed like Mexico was much better than the U.S., and then once the hex came around, they sort of... The gap sort of closed. Um, you know, you know what? I forgot Timmy Chandler. He, he's another fullback right. option. I think he might be a left back. He and Yedlin. And a lot of people hate on Timmy Chandler. I mean, he's got to be better than Orozco and Reem. I mean, and Reem was okay. But I mean, what are you going to expect? With two midfielders, there's no outlet. You know, Bradley and Jones would get the ball. There's a disconnect there. They don't even work well together, really. Um... This, and um, going, there's no outlet at fullback. Yeah, Reem and Orozco aren't going to go forward. I just don't get it. Jeff Cameron would have been better at fullback. Yeah, as for, but as of right now, I would just take your suggestion uh, and move Gedlin back to that fullback role. Yeah, I mean, you know, what, don't play a three man midfield. Don't play like. Yeah, I mean, Gedlin is okay in midfield if he's coming off the bench. I think in late game situations. But I just think he's a better fullback. I think that's yeah. his position. Unless he can really improve his game and take on players. He just doesn't have the ball skills. Yeah, I agree. Alright, uh, one last question I wanted to ask you. Because we're not going to see the U.S. National, uh, US men's national team for a while until uh, the March qualifiers that are coming up. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so what players would you want uh, the U.S. fan to track or keep an eye on until those games? Because we've got a lot of time. Um... What player that's really exciting me right now is uh, Alfredo Morales in the Bundesliga. We'll talk about him a little bit later, um, but you know he's getting assists. He's playing well. He's playing well in the Bundesliga. Um, I'm excited to watch him. I mean, you can't really go with MLS players because the offseason is as long. Um, uh, I think another one is John Brooks. Let's see how he does. He just got back into the starting lineup. Um, yeah, let's see how he does, if he can st- still keep on playing. And then come January... Um, all the players we talked about, Letjet, Finley, uh, Nagby, Wynn, Fellhaber, do they get called in in January, and where do they fit into this team in the January camp? That's what I'm excited to see. Young players like Trapp and Acosta um, and MLS are pl- also players I'd like to see. And then finally, Danny Williams. He's playing very well, too, in the in the championship over in England. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll touch on some of those guys in our Americans Abroad segment. Yep. All right, why don't we move over to the Euro 2016 qualifier games. The playoff rounds just ended as the second legs were completed uh, last week during the international break. So uh, I'll read off the results right now. So Hungary beat Norway 2-1 at home. Uh, They advanced, beating Norway 3-1 on aggregate. 
Ireland beat Bosnia and Herzegovina 2-0. Ireland advanced, beating Bosnia and Herzegovina 3-1 on aggregate. Slovenia and Ukraine drew in Slovenia. Ukraine advanced 3-1 on aggregate. And Denmark and Sweden drew. Sweden advanced. Okay, yeah. It was exciting. It was an exciting playoff round. I'm, I'm really, really excited to see Sweden. Yeah. Um, and to see Zlatan. Especially, yeah. I mean, Ibra scored a brace. Yeah, uh, did you see his free kick? Yes. It was insane. I mean, he's just, he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. feel like Denmark was, you know, not one of... The worst teams. I, I, feel, I feel like they may be better than Hungary, so it's disappointing yeah. to not see them go through. Yeah, Polson's an exciting player. And to see with Bosnia and Herzegovina, really. Chrome Deli. I mean, I'm just, that's a shocking, that's shocking to me that they yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, but Ireland are playing well, man. You know, they have good players. You know, Seamus Coleman, James McCarthy, Robbie Keane. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady has been playing. Yeah, Brady's been playing very well. Um, yeah, he's actually really good. That left foot on him uh, is just is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they, they have uh, Shane Long is another one. Um, yeah. they, they have some really good players. Yeah. Uh, and they're a good team. I, they, I think they'll do better. They were in a tough group in the last Euros. Um, uh, I, I expect them to do a little bit better this time. Yeah. Definitely an interesting team. You know, it's interesting to see, like, some of these players who are really role players or, like, mm-hmm. squad rotation players at their club take on a leadership role like Brady is, right. like Long is. So. Yeah. I mean, they have, to. like, uh, I mean, Coleman is, is pretty much a star. Uh, McCarthy, yeah. too. Coleman's star. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, I'm, I'll definitely be rooting for them. Their fans are awesome. Um, I'll be rooting for them in the Euros, um, probably along with France. We might actually be there. Yeah. Uh, although it's a little bit up in the air now. Um, but, but, you know, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see Ukraine, too. We saw Ukraine advance. Oh, they're wingers, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I touched on it last time, but Yarmolenko and Konoplyanka, I just, I don't know if there are any, if there's a combination internationally of a better combination of wingers in the world. I mean, can you Hulk think of... Hulk and Neymar? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> um, I mean, or Willian and Neymar. Like, yeah, I mean... Whoever's playing there. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I think they're up there, though. None of, neither of them are as good as Neymar, but uh, I think they... Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of explosive... Like, I mean, if I, we had one of those players in the U.S. national team, really. Yarmolenko is just incredible to watch, and I just wish Everton... Sign him somehow. Yeah. I mean, he, he's just incredible. I mean, yeah, he's a player that you, you guys could have built your team around for the next few years, I feel yeah. like. so. And it's only going to make mm. Lukaku look better, so I, I don't know. I think yeah. like $30 million is worth it on that. Yeah, I mean, we were going to pay, what, around 15 They accepted. They said if we did it early in the transfer window, they would have accepted it. Oh, why that? Why, why don't they just do it early in the transfer window? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think of other winger combinations... France, I mean, I, yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, don't know. If Messi is playing on the wing, they got Lavezzi and Messi. Um, yeah, they have Di Maria, I think. Di oh Maria yeah, plays Di Maria there. plays on the wing. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, really, I, I don't know if that's. But I mean, if we're talking about going into the Euros, we haven't really mentioned the European team yet. Yeah. Sorry, except, except France, but I mean, Fran- I don't even France's wingers. I think it's kind of up in the air right now. Um, I don't know who they'll end up going with. Yeah, I mean, Germany's wingers are more midfielders. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that in terms of just you know explosive forward wingers. I mean, England, Ukraine, yeah, no, Spain, perhaps. Pedro. I, I and mean, even if they play Sterling on the wing, he's also kind of playing that ten role yeah. for City. Sterling and Walcott. Well, no, he's been playing out wide recently since, because they got De Bruyne. 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I... Oh, there's Hazard and... Um, Morales? Where's, would Morales be up there? I, I, who said it on the wing in the World Cup? It wasn't Morales. It was Hazard and something. Wasn't someplace. a point out wide. No, no, it wasn't. It. I don't think it's really important. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to watch Ukraine and Ireland. I think those those are probably the two teams I'll be rooting for. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited to, to watch these teams. Uh, Hungary, too, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how what, what happens yeah. there. And Bosnia, man, they, they've just been so disappointing ever since they qualified for the World Cup. Uh, we had high hopes for them there. Well, um, yeah. I mean, they... I think they got a bit unlucky with everything in the in the World Cup. Hmm. I mean, against Argentina, they had that offside goal. I can't remember. Okay, Iguain's offside goal. I, I can't. I don't know. I think someone scored an offside goal, but it was called or, or an onside goal, but it was called offside. And then against Nigeria, there was some controversial calls too. I remember that. Um, but then they closed it out with three points. Oh, uh, Mertens started on the wing against the U.S. Oh, right. right I yeah. mean, yeah, they they just have so much talent. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They still have Yanizai and Chadli. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Bosnia, Yeah, I mean, I guess they were a little bit unfortunate, but they just haven't played well at the highest levels. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think going down the squad that, I mean, they're just as talented. I mean, they have a few star players. Yeah, they have Pjanic and Dzeko. Ibisevic. Yeah, they've got Lilic. Yeah. Um, I mean, Besic was injured. He's a big part of their team. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, Lilich is a good player. Um, hopefully, you know, there are some MLSers in, in, in the Euros. Uh, there's Robbie Keane. Um, there's uh, Laurent Simon, yeah. if he gets called up. Um, then there's Christian Nemeth of Hungary, the sporting case. I didn't know Simon was on the bench, or made the World Cup roster. How many times have I said that on this podcast? You said that? Yeah. <laughs> Actually he actually he moved. This to, is a kid who he, made. He, the he, no, he he moved to Canada for to get free healthcare for his daughter, or to get better healthcare for his daughter. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, I mean, he's he's been great in MLS. Um, the other one is Christian Nemeth, who I'm excited to see with Hungary, the Sporting KC man. Remember, he had that great yeah. goal against Portland. Um, and there's a couple of others in there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, MLS uh, international players, maybe Jovinko. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah, I, I, so. I, I, I can see. Well. It. Yeah, he played really well. So well, we'll have to see what happens in you know Serie A and everything for the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, we'll talk um, more about the Euros ahead of. Yeah, we'll, you know. ahead of the Euros, <laughs> we'll definitely have a preview episode. I we have to. Yeah, we have to, and hopefully we'll be on. I mean, maybe we'll be in you know France to talk about what we see. Yeah. Or you know. Yeah. Uh, what we see on TV. I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking leading up to it, we'll have like an an episode per day going over each group. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be um, nice. Yeah, but uh, for now, let's move away from that and go to the MLS playoffs, which we saw happen over this past weekend. The uh, conference finals. Yes, the conference finals. Or the semifinal leg. round, if you're so inclined to say. Yeah. The, the, the first leg uh, on the Eastern Conference side, we saw the crew... Beat New York Red Bulls at home 2-0. to zero. Miram opened up the scoring in the first minute. Kamara in the 85th minute. For, yeah, minute nine seconds into the match. Right from kickoff, yeah. Will Trap, right to Kamara's big head, down to fin- Finley. Finley, and then just a scramble in the box, and Miram was able to finish it off. A very, very chippy match. 
Very, very chilly. Yeah. And that, that kind of leads into my question. Do you think this was a fair result for the Red Bulls? Uh, well, I mean, define a fair result. I mean, but like I, I if think if you're just Red Bulls had their... Based on how in the play. first half, Red Bulls had their chances. Right after yeah. Columbus scored, it looked like New York was going to score. That play by Lloyd Sam into Sasha Kledgeton, um and it was ultimately saved by Steve Clark, but that I thought that was a goal. It was a great save, yeah. But it was huge for Columbus not to concede an away goal. Um, yeah. And they, they're in a decent position now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it is a fair result. Columbus played their game. Um, I mean, Jesse Marsh said that they prepared for Kamara, but Kamara is Kamara. I mean, he's going to win balls in the air. Uh, it was a tough physical match. Columbus can play pretty soccer. We've seen it throughout the season and through, under... Uh, Greg Berhalter's tenure, um, but they were able to play a physical game, mm. um, a very very ugly match, uh, and able to come away with two goals and uh, three points. So. Yeah, I don't know if you I don't know if you mentioned it, but that that Kamara goal, Cedric's play was. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was, <laughs> I mean, he was most okay, of the goal. It's yeah. just you have Finley running at you for seventy minutes. You're tired, and then Cedric comes on off the bench. Yeah. I mean, it, he's really he's one to watch in MLS. Once he gets more integrated into the team, I won't be surprised if he takes Miram's starting spot next year because he is naturally a left winger. Um, he's a great player. Columbus have a great team. They had those attacking fullbacks and Afuel, who was great in this match, absolutely great. Um, the Ghanaian national team uh, captain actually in qualif- or in a couple of matches this year, um, and then Waylon Francis, the Costa Rican on the left there. And they have a good defense with uh, Parkhurst and Wall, who's decent. Um, so, yeah, they got a good team. Uh, you know, Dax McCarthy, not on his game. Uh, his passes, uh, he wasn't as good at passing as he usually is. Um, and Columbus, you know, they were they had their way with New York uh, physically. Um, you know, Miazga didn't have the best match, not even close. Um, and I don't think he was ready for the physicality. And I think it's a good learning experience for him. And uh, Jesse Marsh, I mean, Jesse Marsh <clears throat> knew the game plan was, you know, against New York the first time, or not the first time, but la- the last time uh, Columbus played at home against New York this season and won 2-1, to one, they were just looking for Kamara. And it was the same type of thing. But And you can prepare all you want, but you can't really simulate a player like Kai Kamara. I mean, it's yeah. in, in training. Like, it's not something you can do. Um, and he's just so dominant in the air, especially yeah. in this league. And we've seen players, like you said last time, Drogba, and Kamara, players with that kind of physicality succeed in this league. Not that a player like Jovinko can't succeed. Yeah. Um, or Nagby, or Mauro Diaz, who we'll get to later. But, um, but yeah. I mean, one thing that I want to talk about, I mean, if, I guess I could mention this, you know, depending on the next result, but if Red Bulls make this exit, I don't think anyone predicted Red Bulls to win the East. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you lost Audrey... Um, and then people Cahill. were confused about Bradley, right? Phillips' new role. Yeah, yeah. Cahill, too. Well, I mean, big, it was just... Yeah, the big thing was Mike Pecky getting fired, remember? Yeah. They had the town hall meeting. Ali Curtis, they hired Jesse Marsh. Uh, fans were not happy because Mike Pecky won the Supporter Shield. Um, he, uh, I think that was, was that two years ago that they won the Supporter Shield? Um, and, you know, they've, they've been playing well. Uh, but Ali Curtis had this plan to totally recreate the team not get these big-name players, create a team. Jesse Marsh was a great coach, and, you know, they they had it. The, the season is by no means over. Teams in MLS have conceded 2 nothing leads after the first leg before. Teams in soccer have conceded. Remember Porto against Bayern last year? 
they won two nothing at home, and then they just got slaughtered in the second. Yeah. Not saying Columbus. Not saying the difference because New York. New York is the better team. Um, so I mean, I could see them winning three zero. The, the problem is the away goal. I think if Columbus scores a goal, it's over. Yeah. Well, that's the issue. Yeah, then New York would have to score four. Four goals, yeah. And that's incredibly difficult to do, and it'll be another physical match. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you put it, uh, Columbus has to be comfortable going in knowing that they have to concede three right. goals in order to force extra time. Comfortable, confident, but not complacent. Not complacent. Or, yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, the, you, you know what I mean. If it's 2-0, then, then it will go an extra time, but... Anything yeah. other than that, uh, any two-goal win by Red Bulls will be a win for Columbus. Yeah. And uh, remember, away goals don't matter in extra time. So, yeah. So <laughs> if, uh, if um, yeah, so if they concede... That's actually true in the Europa League and Champions League, too. Yeah. So if, 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 if Red Bulls concede in extra time, uh, they, if in, and if they tie in extra time, then go to Pence. Yeah. So we'll all be watching for that. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to go over to the Western Conference where we saw Portland Timbers defeat FC Dallas 3-1. to Yeah, uh, FC Dallas got a big goal there. 3-1 to seems like a big win, but now all FC Dallas needs to do is win 2 nothing. Not that that's easy, but um, this yeah. was a much better match to watch. It was, it was fun to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, Portland did a really, really good job of shutting down Mauro Diaz, who might be one of the best players in the league right now. He's just amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I say that about every player, but he really is. He and Nagby really are yeah. so great to watch in this league. Nagby being, you know, part of two of the goals, it was Alexi Lalas's game, two set-piece goals for Portland Timbers coming from right. Borchers and Ridgewell. Yeah, and even in the first 30 seconds, he had that through ball uh, to Milano, I think. And, um, and it's good to see Milano and, on the flip side, uh, Gonzalo Verón for New York playing well. Two mid-season uh, uh, DPs, they're playing well. Um and, uh, yeah, I think, like I said, they did a really good job of shutting down Mauro Diaz with the two defensive midfielders in Jewsbury and Chara. Will Johnson didn't start. Uh, and they did a fantastic job. They scored two set-piece goals, like you said. Um, Liam Ridgewell in the 23rd, uh, Nat Borchers in extra time. That Nat Borchers goal was, was monumental, yeah. too, uh, because that difference, um, that's just a huge, a huge difference for them. Um, and then... I can't, can't believe that. Korea's goal, though, it just looked like FC Dallas like thought the whistle blew or something. I mean, they weren't applying pressure well, on them. It came off of that turnover, right? Yeah. I yeah. forgot. I think it was Zach Lloyd. Um, the ball just went to um, Aspria. I mean, no, don't discredit to the goal. It no, just I mean, seemed like FC Dallas was. It's just such an amazing goal. I mean, Jesse Gonzalez, the goalkeeper, I mean, he thought it was going near post. And then it just curls. That's why it looked like he, he didn't do anything. He was just so surprised. Um, yeah, but you're right. No one stepped up to him. Uh, I mean, no one is going to expect that type of goal. Um, I think that's one of the biggest knocks on MLS defending. Um, I mean, we saw it at the World Cup. Or we see it with the U.S. national team players back off and back off and back yeah. off. Um, which is understandable. But, I mean, that goal was, yeah. that goal was yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think you covered it, but Miazga did have poor defending. I mean, now a U.S. men's national team defender on that crew. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't mark him off. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was confused. I, was, I thought we were talking about Portland. Still. Yeah, yeah, we were. I, <laughs> yeah. You just mentioned the U.S. Men's National yeah, Team, yeah. but then... Yeah, no, 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 no I, I, I followed it, like, a <laughs> second later. Um, but, uh, I mean, th- this this team, Portland... I picked Portland and Columbus to meet in the final, which would be amazing, because it'll Before be in Before the playoffs? 
No, 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 no. After, uh, I, actually, I, do, I don't know if we did predictions. Um, uh, going into this round. Okay. Portland okay. and Columbus. Um, and I think it'll be, actually, I think I did pick Portland and Columbus before the playoffs. No. I picked Portland. definitely Port- picked LA. Did I? I, I think oh, so. Oh, no, you know what happened? I picked Portland in every series. But once LA was out, there was no. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see. Um, so I, I, uh, I, I think that would be a very exciting final. For oh yeah, Columbus. I think, I think it'd be awesome. It'd be right here in our backyard, in my backyard. Oh no, you wouldn't. Would you be able to come? No, unfortunately, I have some other thing going on. But oh I'm right, right. Watch the game. okay, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But I'll be there if they make the final, um, or if the if the finals in Columbus. Um, yeah, I mean, something else I wanted to say about this match was uh, FC Dallas, they're definitely not out of it. Like I said, Mauro Diaz is a fantastic player. We'll see what kind of approach Portland takes next time. Um, the other thing was uh, Teixeira, or te- why am I saying Teixeira? <laughs> Bad Fido. <laughs> Teixeira, um, like Mark Teixeira of the Yankees. Actually, I don't even know if he still plays there. I know nothing about baseball, I'm sorry. Um, like, he's the only name with Teixeira. Or the other person with Teixeira. Alex Teixeira. Um, uh, he he had a great goal, that little dink over the top. Um, he's a good player. So uh, Dallas have plenty of attacking options in Diaz and Castillo. Um, do, do you think Castillo showed up in this game? No, but, I mean, that doesn't... Like I said, those two defensive midfielders, Chara and uh, Jewsbury, they just did such a great job of uh, suffocating um, <clears throat> Dallas. And Dallas had some opportunities, and they got one goal, but they just did such a good job back there. Uh, and then Nagby um, with with Adi and uh, not Verone. Who's the other guy that we were talking about? Um, the other D, the young Argentine D, Milano. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Milano and Espria. Uh, they, you know, they those that front four um, is, is just really dynamic and uh, can create a lot of opportunities. All right, and then uh, did you did you already give your prediction for the second leg? Or? No, I didn't for either. Right. Um, I think I think Columbus is going to lose two one, but end up winning on aggregate. Uh, what is that four to two? And then I think Portland. I think they're going to draw. I think they're also going to lose two to one, but still advance four to three. Uh, I'm going to say that Columbus. Oh no, no it would be three. It'd be three to two. Sorry, not four to two. For yeah, Columbus, yeah, yeah. So I was confused. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say that Columbus loses three one, but we still go through in away guys. Excuse me. Uh, and then Portland FC Dallas. Uh, I want to see Portland go through. I- I'm just gonna go with one one. Okay. Yeah. I just don't see Columbus giving up three goals. I guess it's. I mean, I mean it's, it's possible. definitely possible. I- yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Columbus is not a team that will change their lineup to get a result. Mm, I, so, I mean, definitely FC Dallas got their fair share of chances. I wouldn't. Yeah, just I don't, not count them. But I mean, yeah, Steve Clark can keep playing well. Then. Wait, Dallas or New York? New York, sorry. Okay, I, yeah. Dallas, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dallas did too, so. It'll be fun. I'm excited to watch them. And this weekend, um, FC Dallas will be, and Portland will be playing first, and Columbus and New York will play, be playing a night match, so. Yeah. All right, why don't we move over to uh, European big matches, but we're just going to be talking about, dedicate uh, this segment to El Clasico. One, one big match, the match, the biggest yeah. match in soccer. Biggest club yeah. match. I mean, consistent match. There's no, there's no better match than that. Uh, oh yeah, between two teams. I guess you could go to the Champions. League. Yeah, or the, or the World Five. Cup final or something. I said club soccer. Oh, you said club soccer. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, you might, um, that just reminded me, like the Club World Cup you mentioned, that Barcelona had a Club World no, Cup badge. No, Real Madrid. Oh, Real Madrid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well... Uh, Club World Cup champions. Well, apparently that didn't mean anything uh, tonight, because Real Madrid lost 0-4 to Barcelona. The Club World Cup champions lost. <laughs> to, the lo- to the treble champions. They got their Club World Cup, people. Uh, Barcelona, dude. <laughs> What can you say? Four goals without Messi against Real Madrid. I mean, it was. A I clinic. mean, they did have Messi, but he he came on after. It was a goal. it was a clinic. I mean, Luis Suarez is just amazing. He's just, you know, he's a player that I should hate because one, he was a Liverpool player, and also he bites people and is racist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate him. But you just have to appreciate what he does on a pitch. Like, it is just beautiful to watch. The way he holds the defensive line, I mean, just on the verge of being offside, but he never is. I mean, well, he's... Yeah, he's a a smart player. He's so smart. He reads the game better than pretty much anybody. Um, Another player that comes to mind is Philip Lahm. I mean, but as an attacking player, he just reads the game so well. And he... I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. Um, I thought Omar Bravo, I don't think many people are talking about him, but he was great. Uh, he kept the team uh, in it uh, in the first, well, not in it, but he, he maintained their lead in the first half. Um, but right from the start, Barcelona attacked. Did you mean Claudio Bravo? You said Omar. Oh, yeah, Omar Bravo was a Mexican player. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Claudio Bravo. I knew that was wrong when I said it, but we just kept on going. So it's a bench before. Yeah, it took Anyways. a long time for you to interject it. Um, but there was a real disconnect between the midfield and the strike force of Real Madrid, and uh, Ronaldo would not defend. I, he, I, he's just I, I can't. Honestly, he's a great player. I like watching him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you're going to say. I love watching him. I do love watching him play. No, no, no. But you just talked about, oh, Yes, I know. I understand yeah. that. I understand that. But I can't... I also can't stand watching him play, like, at least at this point. He does nothing defensively. I mean, Cruz... He almost scored a goal at the Cruz end. is behind him, um, doing all the work. Um, and uh, But he also doesn't want to play striker, apparently, Ronaldo. I, I, I don't know. I just think the the, the, atta- the the lineup was super attacking. There was not a lot of defensive work to be had in the Real Madrid lineup. Um, you know, Benzema coming straight back from injury. Uh, James Rodriguez is just getting healthy, so they were not 100%. Yep. Uh, there was, it was a disjointed attack. Um, you know, Alexandro and um, Marcelo always pushed up the field. There's just so much space in the team. Or, yeah, there's so much space, and uh, Barcelona was able to capitalize. Uh, Sergio Roberto on the wing. I mean, that worked to perfection. And then, you know, when Messi came on for Rakitic, I thought, okay, Sergio Roberto is going to go back into midfield. Messi's going to go onto the wing. I actually tweeted that out um, from, from the podcast account. But Messi played in the midfield. And you saw that on the fourth goal. Um, yeah. He was playing in the midfield. And if he can develop as a midfield player, I mean, that's just... what. Well, I- well, the way I look at it is that he might not be 100%. And, you know, he's playing out. You have to play in El Clasico. But, like, you could see him, like, becoming a veteran player but then playing in, like, as a center midfielder. And I mean, I could see him right now. No, you, you have to put him up front, I think. You right think now. so? I mean, Suarez... Let's think about it. Suarez, I mean, you saw Sergio Ribeiro created a goal against Real Madrid. I mean... Yeah, from Rakitic. up front. That's what oh, I'm saying. that's true. Oh, yeah. 
Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you can have that deep, if he can come at you from, a but I mean, Messi can only be deep enough and still score goals. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Okay. I think what it adds is uh, unpredictability. It's not going to be the front three necessarily. The front three of Neymar, um, Neymar, Suarez, and Messi. Like they can they can switch it up. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about the third goal a little bit. That back heel from uh, oh, yes. Neymar. from Neymar and a finish by Iniesta was great. Um, yeah, I mean, Barcelona just put out yeah. an absolute clinic. They're just clicking on all cylinders, and I mean. I- I don't think it's, yeah, at least on the attacking end. I mean, I think Real Madrid did have a couple of chances. Ronaldo had that one at the end to make it 4-1. And yeah, then Hamas. Yeah, that didn't really matter. Hamas had... Well, a, that was in the first half, I think, on Hamas. Yeah, Hamas yeah, had a couple of opportunities. Uh, he had one early on in the first half. He had another one in the second half. The big one was Benzema early on in the match. He just completely missed from inside the box. And, you know, he has the whole scandal around him. Uh, but I, I feel like Hamas wasn't playing... The role that he needed to play in this game. If you know well, I mean. it was confusing to me because the team sheet says he's playing in midfield, but really he was playing on the wing, it seemed like, and Bale was playing underneath Benzema. Uh, I don't know, though. Uh, I, I was, it, it was just such a disjointed team, and it's not a Rafa Benitez team who likes to play more defensive soccer. Uh, I mean, Carlo Ancelotti, it worked with the, the counterattacking style, but... I, I don't know. It, it was uh, it was just such a disjointed team, and you have to wonder where was uh, uh, Perez um, to Florentino Perez too too hasty in firing uh, Carlo Ancelotti. I, mean, I didn't understand it at the time. I I just didn't understand it. This, I mean, I never thought Ralph. I mean, I don't think Ralph. He hasn't had a bad a bad start. I mean, he, he it hasn't been a great start either, but. I just didn't understand why to, you would pick him. I, I and I don't. There's not many available other available coaches, but you don't just fire a coach just because. You know, I mean, you I, don't yeah. fire a coach if you don't have a backup option. Yeah. But that's what Real Madrid does, and that's what they they've proven to do. I mean, I know, but how can I mean, you ever build about, like? He, here's the thing about El Clasico: a lot of big coaches. Pep Guardiola lost his first one big. I think Jose Mourinho lost. Uh, Luis Enrique lost. Um, but I mean, there's something about this Real Madrid team. They just don't look like a team that plays well together. It doesn't look like Ronaldo is happy. Not that he ever really looks happy, but he I mean, yeah. he just does, he you know you, you feel like you feel like this team is not going to do well. And I don't think Benitez do well. Do well, you know, meaning win La Liga or get far in the Champions. League. They're not going to win La Liga. They're going to qualify for the Champions League, no doubt. No. I mean, they could get far too because once you get into the knockout rounds, I mean, yeah, really, they can, yeah. yeah. They can pull out performances. Um, yeah, but, well, uh, yeah, one of the questions I was going to ask you was, I mean, do you think Real Madrid still has a shot their six points off in third place? Nah. When you lose out... Do you, so when you, you think lose, Atletico has a better shot? No, nah, I don't think anyone has a shot. I think when you lose at home in El Clasico, it's really hard to rebound from it because it's a six-point swing there. Uh, I mean, if Real Madrid won this match, they're tied at top of the league. Yeah. So it's it's I I don't see I don't I don't see them. I, I think Champions League should be their goal. I think Champions League should be their their, their ultimate goal right now. Uh, and they just have to improve. Uh, Perez came out today and said, uh, well, today being Monday, um, he said that he fully supports uh, Rafa Benitez. We'll see where it goes. That's all I can Yeah, I mean, I mean, I definitely support... I mean, if they're, if you're going to fire him after El Clasico, it doesn't really make sense. You can't fire yeah. 
But I just don't think he was the right choice in the first place. Yeah, we never really talked about uh, the Ishko tackle on Neymar. Oh, my God. Terrible. And he was a sub. I think he should have started this match, though, just to have a little bit more control in midfield. But, I mean, like, yeah, that was the, that was awful. Like, the, the way he went in and just, like, the kick. It was he, just it malicious. Was a kick. It wasn't a, like, a, he wasn't going for the ball. No, not at all. It was, it was, it was a terrible, terrible tackle. You can go check out the Vine on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, on our podcast. Uh, should Twitter. be, yeah, it should be like a three, four game ban in my opinion. It is a three game ban. Straight oh. red. All straight reds are three game bans. Is, it, is that true across UEFA or is that like a league by league? Actually, band? I don't know. It's true in the Prem. Yeah, that's how I was thinking. I wasn't sure about what we got. Um, Jeez. So, do you think Barcelona is the, uh, the best? Actually, this is a more interesting question. Uh, do you think that Messi coming back will take away from Neymar and Suarez's synergy? Ah, no. No, I don't think so. I mean, the, the three of them worked so well last year to, to get to, a, yeah. to win a trouble. Well, at first, at first they had troubles. I think it'll, it'll be good to ease him back into the lineup. Maybe try the whole midfield thing. You know, you know don't play Messi I mean, you Tuesday say, versus Roma. You say Neymar and Suarez, and yeah, they were fantastic, but Sergio Roberto was just as good in this match on the right wing there. Um, wait, you don't think so? Um, no, no, no. I'm, I don't he's, think he's, he's in the good. same class. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the other I, mean thing, I just think it's kind of... No, I don't... I don't... I mean, it's an idea in some matches to play Messi further back. I mean, right. trying to preserve... I, I don't know, but like... You can't not play Messi up yeah. front. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing is... Sergio Roberto is a player that Barcelona developed in their system. I mean, Barcelona doesn't develop all their players, obviously. They buy a ton, but yeah. it's just something to think about. The, yeah. the players who've been filling in, Munir, um, Sergio Roberto, filling in for Messi. So, I mean, I thought that was so weird that Sergio Roberto was playing on the wing, but it worked out really well. Yeah. You've got to credit Luis Enrique. This team plays for him. Uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, he was under... It just goes to show you how much the media inflates things, particularly in Spain. I, I can't believe yeah, just this, what some people say well, about it's the same like, thing in, in England. Yeah. I think when you have standards that you do at Barcelona and Real Madrid, it's almost impossible to live up to those standards for every year. That's why Carlo Ancelotti got fired. I mean, you're not going to win the Champions League every year. what standards? Who, what coach is going to win you every year? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, that's the issue. So, a- Anyways, yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's enough of El Clasico. We'll keep track of what's happening in La Liga for the rest of the season. Uh, now onto our new segment of Americans Abroad. We've done Americans Abroad before, but we thought it was kind of a little bit repetitive just, you know, reading off everything that happened with the players. But now we're going to do like a top five uh, Americans Abroad performances. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically what we're going to do. Uh, should I read one off and then you kind of provide analysis? Sure. Well, this is a list that I came up with. So, I mean, Sal has a list. So, you... So obviously, can you can feel free to disagree with my choices. Say if there's anyone more deserving. Think yeah, they should have changed. Uh, all right. So in the first one, number five, Bob Hadley or Bob Bradley. I was thinking Le Havre. Okay. Uh, drew zero zero in his first league match with Le Havre. Uh, they're in fourth place. They're in league. Duh, it's his new team he's coaching. Yeah, they're three. They're three uh, points out of third place in promotion, um, and by all indications, they played very well. Very, very well versus Brecht. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I think... I mean, I just put him there because it's awesome. It's awesome that he's there. He had his first match. And also, I mean, there was not a whole lot going on this weekend in Americans Abroad. So, 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> I love me some Rob Bradley. Uh, number four is Sean Berry uh, recording an assist in Frankfurt's win versus Kaiser Slotten. Or draw versus Kaiser Slotten. Yeah, so Sean Berry can play fullback, or both fullback positions, which his coach has said. He, his coach has gone on record and saying, you know, he likes Sean Berry because he can play both uh, both fullback positions. He's a very versatile player. He had a goal earlier in the season. He gets an assist this week. Uh, and he's playing very, very well in the Bundesliga, second Bundesliga. So, you know, fullback options, maybe Sean Berry. I mean, if a championship is good enough, or if Bobby Wood can make the team, why can't Sean Berry? It'd be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except when Bobby Wood is first making caps, and then you, you kind of wrote him off. Yeah, who didn't? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember. Really I, I remember just, I remember just, I mean, like, the first time... I mean, just, just... Well, he was always exciting, right? He I think his first finished. international break, we, we went to go see Donovan in October for, yeah. for his last game in 2014. Yeah. And it was just, it was just annoying. <laughs> well, the thing was, he, he, he was very exciting, and he was... I mean, why are we even talking about while he went? I mean, he was very <laughs> exciting, but he, he didn't have a finishing product. All right. <laughs> All right, so for number three, we have Tim Howard playing 90 minutes and making three... Oh, yeah, oh, sorry, okay, I don't know what? why. I don't know why I had to specify that he played 90 minutes. Oh, yeah, not he's an important stat for a goalkeeper, yeah. Uh, making three saves in Everton's 4-0 win versus Aston Villa. Yeah, so that's four clean sheets uh, on the year for him. That's tied for eighth in the Prem. Um, and, uh, yeah, he played well. He's getting better and better. Still think that Everton should sign Bill Hamid. I think that'd be sweet. That's the I player. Do you have an attachment it. towards Howard? I do, but, he. I mean, if he's not good, he's not good. He, well... No, he's just inconsistent. Yeah, but he's but been... Except, except when he's bad, he's like bad for months. <laughs> well, he's been bad well, for Even months. leading up to the World Cup, he wasn't very good, was he? No, he had oh, a no, great season. Oh, no, that was when Everton finished. Fifth. Yeah, fifth. Yeah, he had a great season. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's getting better and better. Um, I mean, it was Aston Villa, but still. It was good to see him back and forth. On the other side, um, Brad Guzan, not a very good week, giving up four goals to Everton. Not really his fault, yeah. but... I do you want to say something about Romelu Lukaku because I feel like you deserve to. What? What? Eleven, <laughs> nine goals and eleven assists in twenty games. Or, yeah. And no, in thirteen, no, probably around sixteen games. They, they played thirteen league games. Maybe appearances think, you're thinking of. Or, no, no, he's played. Injured? He's they played okay. thirteen league matches, and I think um, who have they played in the league cup? I think three cup matches, so sixteen matches. I want to say. Um, Nine goals and eleven assists. I mean, he's just on fire. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, I honestly thought that last, like, he would never live up to what people were saying that he would be in the tw- like when he first was bought from Everton permanently. Yeah. Well, he didn't have a good season last yeah. year. Yeah. But Ross like, Barkley playing putting people wrong. Right. Yeah. But Ross Barkley playing really well behind him and yeah. Gerard De La Feu, I mean, he's amazing. He's so good. Yeah. He's magic, you know. It's the song. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, 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 he's magic. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was going to try to, like, counter joke, but I'm done. Okay. Um, okay, and then finally, number one, we no, have... number two. Right, number two, we have Alfredo <laughs> Morales recording an assist for Ingolstadt. Uh, did I pronounce that Ingolstadt, right? I think. Ingolstadt. Yeah. Ingolstadt. Uh, yeah. I think of think of is there a slot or okay. Yeah, you didn't even know how that was Over, pronounced. Yeah, right. <laughs> Three one win. <laughs> like, can we not talk about the FC Kaiser slot story? 
Wait, Kaiser Slaughter. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe later. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe later. another time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alfredo Morales, uh, he's been playing so well. Um, I believe that's his third assist, on no, second assist on the year. Um, he's playing really, really well. Um, he's played left midfield. He's played defensive midfield. He's a player we need to see back in the U.S. national team picture. He's playing in the Bundesliga, Jurgen. Seriously. Or your home country. Yeah, not hometown. Hometown Stuttgart. Unless Ingolstadt plays in Stuttgart. Yeah, yeah I, I never meant town. I just, yeah. Okay. Country. Because you have Germany. Uh, all right. And then uh, number one, we had Danny Williams scoring a fantastic goal with Bolton. Not with Bolton, Bolton. Against Bolton. Yeah. With Redding. 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 That's his third goal on the year. I believe all three from outside the box. I know the, at least another one was. This one was outside the box. Incredible goal. Well, not incredible, but it was a really nice goal. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was very good. It was. It was well above average. Uh, it was a Danny Williams esque goal because he's Danny Williams. Uh, I'm trying to think of the words, and they're escaping me. It is late at night. Um, yeah, I, I have not been keeping track of how long this podcast. Is um, been, but I think it's been over. Why did you long. just look at your wrist? You don't have a watch. <laughs> I don't know. This uh, is a podcast. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's been great. He has three goals in the season, one assist. He's been very. Very good. Saho. You know what even you eat? know what today's date is? Officially or like no, Monday? No, what officially? November twenty fourth. So we're one month away from Christmas Eve. And if you celebrate if, if you celebrate Christmas two days away from Thanksgiving. Yeah, but if you celebrate Christmas, instead of doing last minute shopping, Buy a great soccer shirt, a great, a great soccer-themed shirt from AmbitiousStrike.com. Go check out AmbitiousStrike.com, A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S-S-T-R-Y-K.com. Use the code BROTHERS to get a 15% discount on your entire purchase. As we've been saying, great clothes and would be a great gift for your friend, your husband, your wife, your significant other, your grandpa, whatever. Anything. Anything, yeah. Your doll. No, actually, your doll. that's up to you. I'm not really one. Who Are we going to talk about the ethics clothing. of drawing? Dressing dog. We have dog clothing. <laughs> yeah, it's dope, but I mean, it's comfortable for anyone. So, anything. Well, okay. Now we have to talk about if it's okay to specify a dog is a thing or a, no. Okay, or well, one. this is a soccer podcast. <laughs> Maybe we can start an ethics podcast next time. <laughs> Or, you know, a religious podcast, which is something that piques our interest. Um, true. Not well, yeah, true. All right. We have an email for this podcast. It's soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter. It's at soccerbrotherspod. My brother's Twitter is at BigTimeBrownie. Mine's at ASR underscore Sahel. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to leave a review or rating. If you're listening on SoundCloud, then leave a comment or follow us, like it, whatever. And we're also on Google Play now. Yep. Uh... Check us out on those places. Um, please check out our Twitter. Please email us. Uh, yeah. I mean, is there anything else we need to talk about? Champions League tomorrow. Yeah. We'll, uh, pro- yeah. we'll probably have an episode probably Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Yeah, I don't think we'll have time on Thursday to record an episode. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Wednesday night. That's our goal for now, uh, especially since we're together. Probably another one next Monday uh, before I head back to... Columbus. Yeah, so I think we'll just be talking about the Champions League Wednesday night. Yeah, is there anything else going yeah, on in the I soccer mean, world? No. It'll be the Europa League on that Thanksgiving Thursday. But oh. I mean, that 
Is that worth like? Do we talk about? The, have we ever talked about Europe? No, I mean, we will never. There's no Americans <laughs> in there either. Oh no, uh, Ethan Horvath is in there. Maybe That's we'll, true. we'll we'll decide. We'll decide. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to record Thursday night. The Packers are playing. Yeah, I mean, we have also... Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving, also Thanksgiving. Dinner, and we have family. I mean, yeah, that too. Every day. But also the Packers are playing. That is true. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're going to get out of here. We'll see you later.